Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Playoffs are here. Yeah. Woo. Who is excited? I probably just blew out your speakers, your headphones, or whatever. I'm, I apologize for that. But welcome to the 2021 NFL Playoff Edition of Murph's Boston Sports Talk, episode number 121. We are talking nothing. And I mean nothing but playoff football today. I know we kind of did that on Monday. But we are talking nothing but playoff football today. I am so excited to indulge in all six games that we have to talk about this weekend. And I guess including Monday, which I still think is stupid. But whatever. Oh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see how each game unfolds. And if you've been coming by the shop here this week, you know I've been asking if you want to fill out the brackets for the you know the 2021 NFL playoff bracket madness. $5 a bracket, fill out a bracket, winner gets half the pot, the other half gets donated. Win-win situation all the way around. But in this episode, I will be explaining my bracket and breaking down my picks. Because people have been asking me, and I haven't been saying a word yet. Because I'm saving it for this episode right here. In this very episode, we will be breaking down every single game, every single matchup, and then obviously we're going to be talking about the Patriots and Bills a little bit more than every other game because, you know, Patriots are the hometown team here, and we have to discuss that game. What to expect from the Patriots, what to expect from Mac Jones. What's the defense going to look like? What's the offense going to look like? Oh, I'm so excited. I cannot wait. But before we get into any of that, I hope you had a fantastic week. Whether you're at school, you're at work, hopefully you had a productive week with whatever you had to do or whatever you did this weekend. You got some things done on your checklist, off of your to-do list, and you are ready for the weekend to sit back, hopefully relax, and enjoy these games. I know me, when it comes for 8.30, Saturday night, tomorrow night, I will not be able to sit back and relax. I am going to be glued to the TV, staring at the TV, sweating, panicking, all frantic, and nervous, but also excited at the same time. So hopefully you had a fantastic week, and you have a fantastic weekend upon you. Holy smokes, I am full of energy right now. I am so, so off the walls, right? I don't know how to explain it. I'm just that off the walls. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't 
mention about Tuca and his 2021-22 season debut that he had yesterday. 20 seconds on it real quick. He looked really good. Glad to have Tuca back. The veterans of the team really like him. Obviously, he is comfortable in between the pipes. He can handle pressure, and he knows how to do this and do that. Allmark and Swayman still fairly young. They are learning on the fly. Tuca is a veteran. He knows how to do this and do that. He knows how to handle the pressure and handle himself when it comes to that pressure. I've mentioned the entire season that you need a veteran backup to be a mentor and a leader for Omark and Swayman. It didn't have to be Tuca. It could have been Halak. It could have been somebody else. But it's good to see that Tuca back. Tuca is back here in Boston, and he did look very good in his season debut. So I am very excited to see how this team can propel itself now that they have a grizzled veteran, a leader of this team for the past decade, now back on the roster as they push forward for the second half of their season. I'll talk more about it on Monday, potentially, depending on how the weekend goes and you know what we have to talk about on our agenda. Because right now, for the next couple of weeks, it's going to be all playoff football. It's going to be just... You know, Raiders, Bengals, Pats, Bills, Steelers, Chiefs, Cardinals, Rams, 49ers, Cowboys, and Bucks, Titans. That's what it's going to be for the next couple of weeks. And obviously, however the matchups may fold from there. I am so excited. I am so excited. Thank you so much for downloading, listening, and enjoying. And if this is your first time and this is your first experience of me, I know I am crazy right now. I have my moments and my times where I'm off the walls. This is la la la. But then there's times where I'm just like, all right, yeah, you know, the Pats-Bills game is going to be a good game. Defense is going to be huge. Got to make sure you can run the ball. You got to see if Mac Jones can pass the ball, handle the pressure. There's times I'm like that. But not today. Not today. And maybe Monday if the Pats lose, I'll be like, they should have converted on third down. The defense couldn't get a stop. I might be like that on Monday if they lose. But for now, you're going to get this. You're going to get 110% full throttle Murph right here. So where do we start? Let's just kind of go in order of the games for this weekend. We'll skip the Bills-Patriots game. We'll save that for the end, and we'll talk about that at the end of Wild Card Weekend as we recap. and Oh, not recap. I guess go over all these games. I'm so excited. I'm talking so fast that I'm mixing up my words. I'm talking about this and talking about that. I need to slow down. And you're probably thinking to yourself, Murph, slow the F down. I will. I will. I promise. (laughs) I just, I've been waiting all week for this episode. I really have been. To be honest, I, I hoped, I was optimistic, and I expected the Patriots to be here. Starting two and four this year, it it didn't look like it was going to happen. Rookie quarterback, in general, didn't look like it was going to happen. Then you go on a seven-game winning streak. You have such high expectations. But then you kind of have to reel it back because you lose the last three out of four. So the Patriots right now have been kind of all over the place this year, but in a good way. They are ahead of schedule, I would say, because they easily could have missed the playoffs and still finished, uh, what did they finish, 10-7. and seven. They could have easily missed the playoffs. You know, the Colts could have got in. The Ravens could have got in. The Chargers could have got in. So there's some teams that didn't miss the playoffs that could have got in if you maybe have lost one more game. So to know that you are in the wildcard round playoffs this week with Mac Jones playing how he played, with the defense playing how they did play at the beginning of the season, how they have been playing, 
the second half of the season, plus the offense. Overall, I look at it as you're ahead of schedule. And I guess I'm going to go on a little Patriots tangent right here, right now. A lot of people, like I mentioned, expected the Patriots to be in the playoffs. A lot of people expected them to miss the playoffs because of the rookie quarterback, the whole new team. You know, when you have a team like the Broncos starting out 3-0, and you had the Browns in the AFC Divisional game last year. A lot of people had them in the, the championship game. Some people had them in the Super Bowl, but they missed the playoffs. The Ravens, high expectations. You know, Super Bowl, t- uh, Super Bowl projected team, they missed the playoffs. Colts. You know, expected to go on a deep playoff run after trading for Carson Wentz. They missed the playoffs. Uh, what's another one? What's another one? The Dolphins. People had high expectations for the Dolphins. A lot of people picked the Dolphins to be better in the division standings than the Patriots. They go on a seven-game winning streak themselves. They finished the season, what, ten and, uh, nine and eight? They missed the playoffs. Chargers. Justin Herbert expected to have a massive year two. That team has a very nice offense. That defense is still kind of questionable, but it's it's getting better. And they missed the playoffs. Not to mention the Broncos started 3-0. People thought that they were going to make the playoffs or be a contender when they were up until the last week of the season. But they missed the playoffs. The entire year, you guys know this, the entire year, I was saying how tight, jam-packed this conference is. And that was true. There was, for a good amount of time, 12 teams, 13 teams that were buying for playoff spots. And luckily, there's one extra wildcard spot this year for the past couple years now where a seventh team from each conference can get in. And that helps in a lot of ways. So imagine if that seventh seed wasn't there. The Raiders wouldn't be in. The Eagles wouldn't be in. But all those teams that I mentioned would still have been competitive for those six playoff spots, and an extra team wouldn't have made it in. And you being the sixth seed just shows how good you actually were this year, to a degree, of course. But I think, generally speaking, the Patriots are ahead of schedule. I really do. If you can, even if you lose this game against the Bills tomorrow, but you're able to keep it competitive, keep the game tight, and make sure that you don't get blown out, you don't lose ugly, you don't make dumb mistakes. You know, you lose a good game because the other team was just better than you. I think it's a successful season, all things considered. Yeah, we have Super Bowl aspirations because we're New England Patriots, we're Boston Bostonians, and all our teams are expected to win championships. Yes. But after not making the playoffs last year, having Cam Newton as your quarterback to go to a rookie quarterback revamp the whole defense, bring in all new weapons for this rookie quarterback. I think we're ahead of schedule. Now, obviously, it's going to really depend on what you do next year. The success, the success of this year will depend on next year's success. And right now, this year's success has been very good. That's going to give you a great foundation for next year. But what you did this year is only going to matter if you're able to take next year's foundation and build upon it and grow it into an even better, you know, 2022. Not saying you got to go out and win the Super Bowl next year, but maybe win a playoff game or two, right? Push whoever, you know, you're facing in the divisional or the conference championship game on the brink, right? 
that's my little Patriots minute right there. But let's let's talk about the Raiders Bengals. Does anyone really care about the Raiders Bengals around here? If this was Week Seven of the regular season, no. But this is Wild Card Weekend, so we do care. We do care because the lowest seed remaining will play the Titans in the divisional round. Same for the NFC. Lowest seed remaining will play the Packers in the divisional round. Raiders are five. Bengals are four. This game is an interesting one to me. Derek Carr making his playoff debut. Joe Burrow making his playoff debut. Carr's been in the league for what? Six years now? Burrow's been in the league for two? Kind of completely different ends of the spectrum here for both teams and both quarterbacks. Raiders have sucked for a few years now. They had that one good year, but Derek Carr didn't play in that playoff game. Uh, something Cook, I forget his name, the quarterback. And Joe Burrow, national champion. He's got his buddy Jamar Chase. And they just exploded this year, putting the Bengals back in contention. Two teams on similar trajectories, although the Bengals' ceiling is higher. Bengals, obviously, with home field advantage. Can the Raiders' defense slow down? They don't have to stop the Bengals' offense, but can they slow down the Bengals' offense? I think the front seven can contain the run game. And any scrambling Burrow may do. Obviously, Bengal fans don't want Burrow to scramble. But quarterbacks these days love to scramble. Can the Raiders front seven slow that down? I think they can. Can they slow the passing game down? I don't think so. So I'm going to give the offense overall a check to the Bengals. Now, can the Bengals front seven slow the Raiders down? Well, the Raiders don't have Jamar Chase. The Raiders don't have T. Higgins. They don't have Joe Mixon, but the Raiders do have Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs. They do have Zay Jones, Darren Waller if he's healthy. I don't think the Bengals would be able to slow down the Raiders' offense if Waller's healthy and if Carr is locked in. The Raiders, oh man, the Raiders are sneaky good on offense too. That's the thing. Like, I've been saying time and time again that the uh, the Bengals' defense is probably like a year too early, I think. I'm thinking, like, you know, they draft maybe like a cornerback in the draft or like a linebacker to really kind of help solidify that defense a little bit. Maybe go out in free agency and pick up the other one, you know, whether it's a cornerback or linebacker you didn't get in the draft. I think the Raiders' offense is better than the Bengals' defense. Am I expecting a shootout? I would love a shootout. First game of Wild Card Weekend, I would love a shootout. And I could see one. I'm not sold on either team's defense. I do think the Raiders' defense is overall better than the Bengals' defense. But the Bengals' offense is overall better than the Raiders' offense. So in an essence, it kind of balances out a little bit. Bengals with home field advantage here. Would I have to lean their direction just because of home field? Yes. That doesn't mean they're going to automatically win the game. So for my pick, and I know this is what you guys have been waiting for, my personal pick in this game, this is a tough one too. This is a tough one. I think the hot, Raiders are super hot right now. They've won like, what, three out of four or three in a row, something like that, to, to get in. Obviously had to beat the Chargers on Sunday night 
Bengals are hot themselves. I just think the Bengals' ceiling is higher. Burrow is a big-time player. We saw that at LSU. Jamar Chase is a big-time player. I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals here. Could I see them blow out the Raiders? Sure. I don't think it'll happen. But I'm going to be picking the Bengals here in this game. I'm not going to count off the Bengals for not winning this, um, the Raiders for not winning this game. I just think, statistically, considering home field and also the weapons that the Bengals had compared to the weapons that the Raiders have, favor the Bengals. So I am picking the Cincinnati Bengals to win against the Las Vegas Raiders in the first game of wildcard weekend. Patriot Bills, I will discuss at the end. So let's jump to the next game, which will be on Sunday. That is the Eagles and the Buccaneers. And before I get into that, I need a sip of water. <sighs> always, always stay hydrated. This weekend, all right, real talk real quick. This weekend, you have to stay hydrated. I know there's going to be tons of people out there drinking because of the game on Saturday night, tomorrow night. And probably drinking all weekend because it's the playoffs. You know, Brady and the Bucks play at 1. I know there's a lot of Cowboy fans out there. They play at 4.30. A lot of bandwagon Mahomes and Chiefs fans at Sunday night. Plus your Patriots, like I mentioned, yes, uh, tomorrow night. Just drink water. You know, have a couple beers. Have a glass of water. Drink a couple beers. Have a glass of water. There you go. Papa Murph helping you out this weekend. You can thank me later. Yeah, your bladder won't, but your liver will. <laughs> and the hangover the next day will help you too. All right, Eagles, Buccaneers. Oh, man, a lot of people are just kind of picking the Bucks, picking the Bucks to win. And that's not a bad presumption to take. But I do want to bring you pause because the Eagles, they didn't just fall into the playoffs. They started out slow. And now they kind of, they've been playing better. The defense has been playing better. They have a run game finally outside of Jalen Hurts. Buccaneers, they can slow the run game down. But the passing game is still a question mark for me. How is that secondary? Well, when you're going up against a team like the Eagles, do you need the best secondary to win and beat them? Probably not. When you look at the offense of the Buccaneers and the offense of the Philadelphia Eagles, who do you feel more comfortable with? Well, if you asked me that question two months ago, or even a month ago, I would have said the Buccaneers. But in the meantime, they've lost Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. Yes, they still have Mike Evans, Gronk, Leonard Fournette. But that offense has taken a massive, massive hit to its consistency, to its talent pool, into what it's able to do on offense. So Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson, they're going to have to step up in those voided roles. Can they do that? Will they be able to do that against the Eagles, whose defense is actually pretty good? Darius Slay is no laughing matter as a top cornerback. He's going to be lined up against Mike Evans. So hypothetically speaking, let's say Mike Evans gets neutralized by Darius Slay. You still have Gronk, Fournette, Ronald Jones, Tyler Johnson's going to have to step up. Scotty Miller's going to have to step up. And Brady himself is going to have to step up. This is a big game for the Buccaneers. Now, obviously, who knows where the Buccaneers will go this playoffs. But you can't look ahead. you got to beat the Eagles first, who are a formidable team. 
Now, do I think the Buccaneers' defense can slow down the Eagles' offense? I think they can easily slow them down. But that doesn't guarantee them a win. Because Jalen Hurts can still move around in the pocket, he can still make plays with his legs, and he can make broken plays into positive ones. That's something Tom Brady really can't do with his legs. So, at the end of the day, Buccaneers are home. They have a lot to play for, defending champions against the Eagles. I'm going to be picking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I don't think it's going to be a runaway game. Could it be a runaway game? Yeah, sure. The Buccaneers could put up 30. Yeah, the defense could hold them to like 14. Sure. But the first quarter, I think, of this game will kind of show and tell where the Buccaneers' offense is, where the Eagles' offense is, and how both defenses are able to adapt to the opposing team's offense. So in this game, I will be picking the Buccaneers to win. I don't expect it to be a close game, like, you know, a field goal to win it kind of game. I don't expect it to be, you know, Buccaneers 45, Eagles 7. I don't expect that either. I expect a good game, but the Bucs will probably win by maybe like, you know, two touchdowns or so, two possessions. Which, hey, a win's a win in the playoffs, right? Sunday, 4.30, we have the San Francisco 49ers going up against the Dallas Cowboys in Jerry World. Or Jerry's World. Don't want to offend any Cowboy fans. I know it's Jerry's World. All right. This game is interesting. This game has a lot of spice to it. 49ers blazing hot right now. Cowboys, they started off hot. They sizzled out. They rebounded a little bit. The biggest draw for me in this game is the 49ers defense. Will they be able to stop the Cowboys run game? And I think they can. So let's just hypothetically say that the Cowboys run game is neutralized. You know, Ezekiel Elliott can't get it going. Tony Pollard's not getting it done either. Because the 49ers have that kind of defense. They have that front seven kind of defense to do that to a team. Okay, so let's say they do. Can Dak Prescott take Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, Dalton Schultz, and go up against the 49ers' pass defense? Yeah, I think they can. We've seen, you know, Dak Prescott throw for 300, 400 yards in big games before. But on the other hand, we've also seen him put up some stinkers too. And then on the flip side... Can the 49ers defense, I'm sorry, can the 49ers offense beat the Dallas Cowboys defense running the ball? Can they beat them passing the ball? Now, I know Debo Samuel has been an absolute weapon for the 49ers, both offense, uh, passing the ball and rushing the ball. Debo Samuel is going to have to have a big game because he is their clear-cut number one threat. You have George Kittle, but he's one-dimensional the hell was that i hear weird random noises sometimes in this office when i'm recording or just doing nothing i could just be like on the computer trying to buy some inventory or doing this and doing that and i'll just hear a big thud and i know someone like next door is banging something but like what are we doing goodness trying to record here i'm trying to give the people a great murph's boston sports talk episode oh all right anyways george kittle 
one-dimensional. You can only pass him the ball. You're not going to give him handoffs or whatnot. He, Debo Samuel, you can do that. So you have two elite passing weapons. Can the Cowboys slow those weapons down? We've seen Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers get to the Super Bowl by being a run-first offense. I think he threw for like eight times in the NFC Championship game against the Packers a couple years ago. So we know they can do it. But they have Elijah Mitchell. They have Trey Sermon. I don't know if Jeff Wilson's out for the season or not. So they have some running backs at their disposal. Obviously Debo Samuel. Will the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys defense be able to counter the wrinkles that the 49ers throw at them? I think the Dallas Cowboys defense as a whole can stand up to the 49ers offense and the many different avenues that that offense can play. Do I think the 49ers defense can slow down the Cowboys offense more or less than the Cowboys off uh, defense slowing down the 49ers offense? Um... So basically what I'm, what I'm trying to pose the question is, whose defense do I believe in better to slow down the opposing team's offense? Oh, man. Cowboys are a better passing team than the 49ers. 49ers are a better run team than the Cowboys. Okay, so let's look at offensive line. I think the 49ers have a fantastic offensive line. Cowboys, for the past like five, seven years, have had one of the best offensive lines. But they still struggle to run the ball. From time to time. Man, this is going to be a good game. I'm honestly really torn between this game. I can see I can see the Cowboys winning this game by Dak throwing 400 yards. I could see the 49ers winning this game by just running the ball 40 times and getting 300 uh, team rushing yards. I don't see this game being like a shootout, like a, you know, a 35-35 kind of game. I don't see that happening. I don't see it I don't see it being like a 10 to 7 kind of a game either. Oh, man, this is tough. This is really, really tough. Ugh. Oh, man. I know a lot of people out here at the shop, when they're filling out their brackets, are stuck on this game. They're really stuck on this game. For all the reasons I've said. 49ers are hot. Cowboys, they're not hot. They're not cold. 49ers defense is fantastic. Cowboys offense, you know, they have great weapons. I don't know. I really don't know. Oh my god. What who are you guys picking? Let me let me pose you the question. Who are you picking to win this game? Now obviously I want you to comment or reach out to me via social media at Murph's Card Town with all of your playoff predictions for the wildcard weekend. But I want to know who you're specifically picking for this game. Because I have a general idea who I want in the other games, but this game in particular is really holding me pause. If this game was home for the 49ers, I would have no doubt picking the 49ers. Although they're the sixth seed, Cowboys are the three seed. If this was in San Francisco, I would pick the 49ers. But this game's in Dallas. That Dallas crowd could really be, you know, a factor. If Zeke in the rushing game for the Cowboys can get going then I think the Cowboys will be able to win because I think their offense will be pretty good. I think the offense and the passing attack 
will be able to thrive a little bit against the 49ers. But how many question marks do I have for the 49ers offense? I think Debo is going to be there. George Kittle will be there. The running game will will be there in its myriad of facets. Whose defense do I like better? Do I like the Cowboys or the 49ers defense? 49ers, maybe? I'm picking the 49ers. There, I said it. I said it. I'm picking the San Francisco 49ers to win this game. Do I think the Cowboys can win? Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking about that for five minutes. But for this, I'm picking the 49ers to win. But I won't be surprised if they don't and the Cowboys win. All right? There, I said it. It's in my, in my world, in my prediction book, it's another upset for the opposing team in Jerry's world in another season of disappointment for the Dallas Cowboys. There, I said it. I'm sorry, Cowboy fans. I'm sorry. But I had to do it. Steelers visit the Kansas City Chiefs Sunday night at 8.15 kickoff. A lot of people are just kind of chucking up a win for the Chiefs, and deservingly so. What can the Steelers do better than the Chiefs? Rush the quarterback, maybe? Bring pressure? On the outside, they can obviously run the ball better. But what when it comes down to it, you need one drive to win the game. Do you have more faith in Big Ben or Patrick Mahomes? You know, 10 years ago, Big Ben versus now Patrick Mahomes, different story. 10 years ago, Big Ben, I'd probably say, yeah, Big Ben, because he's got experience and he can still sling it. Not that Mahomes doesn't. But when you look at Big Ben now versus Mahomes now, it's oh, you're waking up and you're going to say Mahomes to that. The running game obviously favors the Steelers. I'd say the defense as a whole favors the, uh, the Steelers as well, although the Chiefs' defense has been playing better the second half of the season when they went on their massive winning streak. The Chiefs' offense, though, is well, their passing offense, I should say, is crazy. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Nicole Hardman, Byron Pringle, Oh, man. They have no running game, though. They have no running game. And if the Steelers' defense can slow down and neutralize the Chiefs' passing attack, because the Chiefs are one-dimensional, then their offense is going to be, you know, worthless. Look at what the Bucks did to them last year. The Bucks were able to neutralize the passing game of the Chiefs, and they couldn't run the ball. And in that Super Bowl, the Chiefs walked away with nine points and lost. You know, I bet, I guarantee you the Steelers and their organization this entire week is watching all of the film from that Super Bowl game last year. All of that film. How did the Bucks slow down and stop the passing attack for the Chiefs? Because we all know they don't have a rushing attack. So if you can neutralize, and I said this last year on this podcast leading up to the Super Bowl, if the Bucs were able to do this, they will win. And that clearly happened. If, if, if the Steelers can stop the Chiefs' passing attack or at least neutralize it to like 200 yards, 250 maybe, the Steelers will win. Because we all know the Chiefs do not have a ground game. But just because you can stop Mahomes to 200 passing yards, you still have to go up and put points on the board. And can you do that? If you're the Steelers, can you do that? 
Steelers could possibly get Juju Smith-Schuster back for this playoff game. That will be a significant help. The ground game is significantly better with Najee Harris, whether he's rushing the ball or running out of the backfield. Chase Claypool's done for the season. Oh, man, I really want to pick the Steelers to win this game because I'm sick and tired of the Chiefs. All of bandwagon Mahomes Chiefs fans, I'm sick and tired of them. Realistically, though, I have to look at this from a realistic perspective. Who's going to win this game? I gave you all of the what-ifs and the buts and the ands. I honestly think it'll be a good game. I do not think the Chiefs will run away with this game. Could they? Yes. They absolutely could. They go up 14-0 in the first quarter, it's over. But I think the poise, the experience, and the fact that this is Big Ben's last ride will give the Steelers some momentum. I'm a big proponent that defense wins championships. And when you look at the Steelers' defense, it is much better than the 49ers. The Chiefs' defense, excuse me. It's better. It's a fact. The the rushing game is better for the Steelers than the Chiefs. That's a fact. Quarterback, obviously you're going to take Patrick Mahomes well over Big Ben in his current state. And then you look at the passing attack. Chiefs by a mile. If this was in Pittsburgh, hypothetically, with all things considered that I just went over, I would probably pick the Steelers to win. But with this game being in Kansas City, I'm probably going to have to pick the Chiefs here. But I would not be surprised if the Steelers win. And I am rooting for the Steelers to win this game. But I'm going to be picking the Kansas City Chiefs here. The last and final game of Wildcard Weekend, excluding the Patriots-Bills game that we have not talked about, which we will momentarily after this, is on Monday night, which I still think is bizarrely stupid. Why is it on Monday night? Just give us three on Saturday. Give us three on Sunday. You're not going to lose people's interest. Even if their team gets eliminated, you're going to have a ton of people watching. Listen, the Patriots could lose on Saturday, and I'm still going to be glued to the TV on Sunday. That's just a fact. That's just a fact. So, I, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of stupid. Well, whatever. Whatever. Cardinals visit the Los Angeles Rams in L.A. This game is going to be close. It's going to be tight. It's going to be back and forth. This game could be in Arizona, and I still wouldn't know who would win. You know, the past couple ones, I've been like, oh, if it's in Pittsburgh, if it's in San Francisco, I'd be picking them. This game could be in L.A. or in Arizona, and I still wouldn't have like oh they're gonna win they're gonna win i do have an idea who's going to win but obviously let me break it down a little bit instead of just jumping on saying da da right i'm not gonna just tell you the team cardinals started off blazing hot sizzled out and kind of almost crawled to the playoffs jj was expected to come back you need deandre hopkins you need aj green james connor has been a force this year kyler murray has been a force himself The offense is going to be good. Will the Cardinals' defense be able to keep up with the Rams' offense? That has yet to be foreseen. Well, obviously, they played twice already this year, so we actually have seen it, but I'm talking about in the playoffs. I'm talking about on Monday night. Will they be able to? Cooper Cup, best wide receiver this year by far, obviously. Odell Beckham Jr. looks like, you know, first year, second year OBJ with the Giants putting up crazy numbers. 
His career has been rejuvenated in Los Angeles, so that's awesome for him. Matthew Stafford has a legitimate shot at the playoffs this year with the Rams instead of with the Lions. So there's a little bit of juice right there. They have Cam Akers back. Daryl Henderson has been good this year. Sony Michelle has been on a, a little tear the second half of the season for the Rams. So the Cardinals have a lot to worry about with the Rams' offense. And will that Cardinals' defense be able to neutralize all of the weapons that the Rams have at their disposal, who are relatively healthy now with the exception of Robert Woods? If they had Robert Woods, forget about it. But with Kim Akers back, with OBJ playing like vintage OBJ, Cooper Cup, the triple crown for wide receivers, and Matthew Stafford throwing for over 4,000 yards, and like I said, having a legitimate shot at the age of, what, 32? For a deep playoff run? That is a lot for the Cardinals to overcome. That is a lot of for the Cardinals to overcome. But on the flip side, you have Kyler Murray, who's an up-and-coming top three quarterback in the NFL. You have, I guess statistically not this year the best wide receiver, but traditionally known as one of the best wide receivers in uh, DeAndre Hopkins. A.J. Green's career has been rejuvenated in Arizona. He had a fantastic year this year. And then James Conner obviously had a nice little rejuvenation here in Arizona after leaving the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's really it for the Cardinals on offense. That's really it. That's all I can I mean, Yeah, you got Christian Kirk and Rondell Moore, but they're no Cooper Cup or OBJ. And they're no Van Jefferson. I mean, I guess, you know, I guess I'd probably rather have Randall Moore over Van Jefferson. And then the Cardinals defense, uh, the Rams defense, Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, Jalen Ramsey. I'm just going to stop right there. I'm just going to stop right there. I think you guys can kind of tell where I'm going with this and that I'm picking the Rams to win this game. But I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I, you know, I've been making it sound like I'm heavily favoring the Rams in this game. In my personal opinion, I am. But I don't think that's going to be the case come Monday. I can still see the Cardinals winning this game. I think Kyler Murray can do a lot more, obviously, in the backfield than Matthew Stafford can. So, you know, here comes a play that's broken down. Stafford's usually probably going to get sacked or try to throw it away. Kyler Murray can actually go pick up the first down. You have a lot of experience in general on that team for Arizona, as young as they may be. Hopkins, Green, Watt, you still have some experience over there. Rodney Houston, too. Rodney Hudson, sorry, the center. Still have a ton of experience, but it's not playoff experience. Cooper Cubs been to the Super Bowl. OBJ's been to the playoff what, once. Not that that's a lot. Uh, you have Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, who's uh, been in the playoffs a little bit now with the Rams. Obviously, he had that deep run with the Jacksonville Jaguars a few seasons ago. I do see the Rams winning this game, and I'm going to be picking the Rams to win this game. But that doesn't mean I don't think the Cardinals can still win. But a lot is going to have to go right for the Cardinals to win this game. And like I said, it doesn't matter who's home or who's away in this game. I still like the Rams in this game because they can do a lot more offensively with the three running backs they have, the three wide receivers they have. Defensively, they have elite talent defensively. And I think the inexperience from the, the playoff inexperience for the Cardinals, I think, will catch up to them. 
if they if the Cardinals lose in the first round and we see this matchup say again next year in the wild card round, I think it'll be a different story. Obviously, depending how far the Rams go, but you need, especially for Kyler Murray, you need that playoff experience. You absolutely need that playoff experience. So just to quickly recap before I talk about the Bills and the Patriots, I have the Bengals beating the Raiders. I got the Chiefs beating the Steelers. Bucks beating the Eagles, 49ers beating the Cowboys, and the Rams defeating the Cardinals. Now, what you guys want is me to talk about the Patriots-Bills game. And here we are. Let's talk about it. What, what do we expect? What are we going to expect from this game? Well, Patriots could do a few things. They could go out and try to run the ball and beat them like they did a few weeks ago, or I guess over a month ago now in Buffalo where they passed the ball three total times. Could do that. Will it work? Maybe. But the Bills, they're interesting. They tr- they knew you were running the ball in Buffalo. They knew it, knew it, knew it, knew it, and you, they couldn't stop you. You come home, or I guess you know the game flips to home a few weeks later, and the Bills were just able to do whatever they want offensively. And you couldn't do anything offensively. Weird. Weird flip. I think both teams have a legitimate shot at be, uh, at winning this game. I like the Bills in some aspects. I like the Patriots in some aspects. Obviously, Mac Jones, rookie quarterback, this is a massive game for him. He has no playoff experience while Josh Allen has some. He made it to the AFC title game last year. So he has some. Stephon Diggs has some. Most of that team from last year is still there for the Bills. So obviously in terms of playoff experience, you got to give the check mark to the Bills. Yes, the Patriots have Kyle Van Noy, Jamie Collins, Devin McCourty, Dante Hightower, all on defense, all with playoff experience. J.C. Jackson even. Can't forget about him. Jalen Mills from his time with the Eagles. Yes, Patriots can match the Bills with playoff experience. Obviously, look at the Patriots' coaching staff. Tons of playoff experience. What about the Patriots, though, offensively? Because you got to score points with the ball in order to win. Although I mentioned defense wins championships, but it's technically all you need is one touchdown. Look at the Patriots over the Rams a couple of Super Bowls ago. 13-3, one touchdown. That's all it took. That's all it took. But Patriots offensively don't have a lot of playoff experience. Yeah, Kendrick Bourne from his time with with the Raiders. I'm sorry, not the Raiders, the 49ers. Nelson Aguilar, no experience with the Raiders. But obviously his time with the Eagles as well. Jono Smith with the Titans a couple, you know, for the past few years. Hunter Henry, not a lot with the Chargers. Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, no playoff experience. Yes, that offensive line has a ton of playoff experience. Isaiah Wynn for the past few seasons. David Andrews, Shaq Mason, Trent Brown, they all have it. So, in terms of playoff experience, can we completely give the Bills that check mark? Yes and no, because in terms of skilled players, the Bills have more playoff experience. Quarterback, wide receivers, they don't have a run game either, but they were able to utilize what run game they did have against you a few weeks ago when they came in here and beat you in what week uh, what week was it 17 what week was it 16 was it week 16 someone tell me it was week 16 thank you <laughs> so at the end of the day playoff experience kind of gets neutralized 
because both teams have a ton of it. Coaching staff clearly favors the Patriots here. And the thing about the the coaching staff I want to talk about is if you as a team can get under the Bills' skin and fire them up in a negative way, you saw in Buffalo what happened. Uh, Sean McDermott could not keep his cool. He was flipping out, losing his mind, making dumb uh, play calls, and they ended up losing. That's what you need to do. You need to outcoach the Bills again. But you have to outcoach them because they're probably going to expect it. They came in here in week 16, and they were calm, cool, and collected. And it showed because they were able to walk away with the win. You need to get under their skin, one way or another. And you, as the Patriots coaching staff, needs to stay calm, cool, and collected, which I fully expect them to do because that team is well coached than any other team in this league, my opinion. Now, obviously, we didn't see that uh, against the Miami Dolphins last week as they got two special team penalties and a ton of other dumb penalties. Generally speaking, though, of course. Patriots' run game is better than the Bills' run game. Bills' passing game is way better than the Patriots' passing game. Defense, though. Oh, man, these these two defenses were on fire the first two-thirds of the season. Then they just fall right off. Pages defense does a lot of great things on defense. Bill's defense does a lot of great things on defense. When defense needed to make a play, the first time that the two teams played against each other, Patriots defense stepped up and made a play, and the Bill's defense wilted. Then, week 16 rolls around, Bill's come into Foxborough, and the Bill's defense steps up and makes the plays, and your defense wilts away. So I don't even know who to give the check mark to when it comes to defense. Albeit your defense has way more playoff experience than the Bills defense does. So I guess you have like a half a check mark there. But it's going to be such an interesting game because the first seven minutes of this game will probably determine how the rest of the game goes. In the first seven minutes against the Miami Dolphins, what did we see? We saw our team, the Patriots, down 14-0. You knew that game was over. Yeah, you had your hope and your optimistic, and the game got a little interesting at the end. Sure, Patriots came back, almost came back from 17 down. Sure, I'll give them that. But if you get down 14-0 against this Bills team, you're not going to win. You're not going to win because when they came here week 16 into Foxborough, you were down throughout the whole game, and you were making a comeback. But your defense could not get you a stop when they needed it, when you needed it the most. So I am not going to brace for the defense to come up and make a big play. Now, granted, we're in the playoffs, completely different time. Obviously, you're going to learn from those mistakes. You're going to have a spy on Josh Allen the entire game. You have to have a spy on Josh Allen this entire game. He is their best running threat. Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, Matt Breda, they're nice. They're nice complimentary pieces. But they are not going to win the game for the Bills. Well, don't let them win the game for the Bills, right? You kind of let Matt Breda uh, win the game for them last uh, last time. You need to keep a spy on Josh Allen with a safety or something, like Adrian Phillips or something. Patriots can win this game. The Bills can win this game. It's going to come down to coaching, offensive execution, and who can get the stops when they need it the most. And that's been the theme for the Patriots every single time they've been down. Every single game they've been losing, 
They would always make a comeback, but that comeback would fall short because the other team's defense either made a stop or your defense could not make a stop. With all that being said, I'm going to give you my three keys to the game, three things I'm looking for, and then I'm going to give you my project projection. Prediction. What? Projection? No, prediction. Yeah. Prediction for the results of the game. But obviously, as we've done week in and week out, I'm going to give you my prediction. But here are the three things I'm looking for in the game. One, your defense needs to step the F up. Needs to. Not saying you got to keep them to zero points. Not saying you need to keep them to three points. But when we need third down stops, you have to get them. You absolutely have to get stops on third down. You cannot. You absolutely cannot give up third and longs. You cannot give up fourth and shorts and let Josh Allen run. You can't do that. You can't give up dumb penalties. You have to go out there and get stops on third down. We've seen it time and time again where they've been able where they failed to do so. Whether it was against the Bills, whether it was against the Colts, you have to get third down stops. Number two, second thing I'm looking forward to, the offense. Just the offense. Just the offense. I'm not going to say Mac Jones go out 300 yards, three touchdowns. I'm not saying that because I'm not expecting him to do that. I'm not expecting Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson to run for 100 yards each. I just want the offense to be able to execute a good game plan. Whether it's passing the ball a lot, running the ball a lot, whether it's a mix of both. I don't care what it is. Go out and execute a good offense because when you were down 14-0 against Miami last week, you weren't able to execute your offense. And even when you were down, you still didn't execute a good offense. But you want to know when you did execute a good offense was when you were in hurry up, when you were in the two-minute drill, when you were hurrying up to the line because you had to get you know points on the board and fast. So what I want to see the Patriots do is to, whenever they get the ball in the first quarter, is to go hurry up. Get some tempo. Get the Bills caught off guard. Get them on their back heels. Get them tired early. Because if you hike the ball, you throw the ball, you run the ball, you hurry up to the play, they can't make substitutions. And when it's going to be, what, 4 degrees at kickoff, 3 degrees at kickoff, and it's only going to get colder as the night goes on, that exhaustion by their defense will catch up come the third quarter and especially by the fourth quarter when it's probably below zero. Now, obviously, your team has to be well-conditioned to keep up with that. But if you've been practicing it all week, then you'll be prepared. Because are the Bills practicing hurry-up outside for their defense? No. They're practicing in a bubble. And they're practicing just normal stuff. So if you can... Whatever your first possession is, whether it's you know 15 minutes to go in the first quarter or like you know nine minutes to go in the first quarter, whenever your first possession is, hike, run your play. All right, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Let's go, let's go. You know, call the play, call the play. You know, hike the ball within 10 seconds, and just keep going and going and going like that. It will catch up to the Bills a lot faster than it will catch up to you on the offense. So that's what I want to see from the offense: a good executed game plan because the past several weeks when the Patriots have been down big or just down at all, they've had to deviate from the game plan. Yeah, the offense has been shown the ability to come back to a degree. 
and it's been flattened by the defense giving up third down, fourth down stops, whatever the hell it may be. So offense executing a good game plan is number two. And number three, coaching. You have to go out and coach better than the Buffalo Bills. And I expect that to happen. But just because you coach better doesn't mean you're going to win. Your players on the field still have to go out and get stops on third down and execute a still a good game plan, like I've already mentioned. You still have to do all those things. But if you can coach better than the other team, then at least that will give you a leg up to get stops on third down. It will give you a leg up to pick up third downs on offense or execute that offensive game plan all by having good coaching. And if, like I mentioned earlier, if you can get under the skin of the Bills coaching staff and that team as a whole, they will crumble. As well coached as they are with Sean McDermott, as great of a coach as he has been for the Buffalo Bills in his time up there, he is still fraudulent when it comes to getting pressure put on. He folds. Look at him a few weeks ago when the Patriots went up to Buffalo. He was screaming and crying for all these calls. He lost his cool, his composure. If you can find a way to do that within the game, then that will give you two legs up. <laughs> two, Not one leg up, two legs up on the Bills as a whole. So number one, you got to make stops on third down for the defense. you got to stop them from third, fourth down. Just, just don't give up big plays when you need stops. Number two, execute a good offensive game plan. I'd like to see them run hurry up to start open the game you know, the first possession. And then thirdly, you have to outcoach the Bills, which I think they can. All of that being said, with everything that I've mentioned, how good the Bills are here and there, how good the Pats are here and there, how bad both teams are here and there, my official prediction for the Patriots and Buffalo Bills wildcard game in Buffalo, kickoff 815, roughly 3 degrees at kickoff. Only going to get colder as the night goes on. I see both teams winning. I see both teams losing. I don't see a blowout. I can see a defensive battle. I can see like a 13 to 10, kind of like it was, you know, a month ago. Oh, man. This is tough. This is really tough. Because I don't want to just pick the Patriots and, you know, like, oh, yeah, I think the Patriots are going to win. Then I'm going to seem biased. I don't want to pick the Bills. And then I'm going to be like, oh, you don't have any faith and confidence. I honestly think the better team will win. I really do. And honestly, if that's the case, then so be it. I'd rather lose to a team that played better than me any single day than lose because of dumb mistakes. Like that Colts game, you lost because you couldn't tackle Jonathan Taylor. Not guaranteed you you're going to march down the field and get points, but still, you lost the opportunity. Against the Bills the second time, if you stop Josh Allen on that fourth down play, you get the ball back and you could – March down the field to potentially force overtime. Or actually, no, I think they were up by like five or something like that. So you probably you would have won the game if you were able to make that stop and march down the field. So just don't make dumb plays. Don't make dumb penalties on special teams like they did in Miami. No dumb pass interference calls. No holding, false starts. You have to have a clean game. And I think the team that plays the hardest makes less mistakes and is the better team on Saturday, tomorrow night, will win. And I personally have more faith and confidence that the Patriots can do that. So I'm going to be picking the New England Patriots to win this game. 
But like I said, I can see the Bills winning. As much as I can see the Patriots winning, I can still see the Bills winning. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, though, for either side. But like I said, whichever team can play the cleanest game, whichever team is the better team, will go out and win. And I have better faith and confidence that that will be the Patriots. For all the reasons I've mentioned, all my keys to the game, everything that I've talked about in the past 10, 15 minutes about this matchup, are strong reasons why I think the Patriots can win this game. But for all the same reasons, though, I still think the Bills could win if you know Sean McDermott has his team coached right, if they don't make any penalties, if they're able to take advantage of the Patriots making dumb mistakes, they'll win. Plus, they have home field. They'll win. But I am going with the Patriots to win that game. So by default, it would be the Titans and Patriots in the divisional round, and it would be the Bengals and Chiefs in the divisional round as well. And then for the NFC, it would be the Packers versus the 49ers and the Rams versus the box now i guess i'm not going to talk about oh titans patriots oh Bengals Chiefs because we don't know if that's actually going to happen so just from this exercise that i've done over the course of this episode like i said titans pats Bengals chiefs packers 49ers rams buccaneers so just from that oh man start with the nfc this time because i started with the afc um I think the Packers would win if they play the 49ers. I think the Bucks will win if they play the Rams. Um, that's a big what-if, though. Obviously, that's a conversation for another day. But I think when it comes down to it, I think the Buccaneers, could they'd be home, I think the Buccaneers would end up winning that game. But I don't want to spend too much time on it because it's just hypothetical. Uh, Pats, Titans. I'm going to give it to the Pats because I, I, I think the Titans are a fraudulent number one team. Bengals, Chiefs, I'm going to give it to the Bengals because why not? Um, Packers, Bucks, I'm going to go Bucks. And then Bengals, Patriots, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I can't believe that's my AFC title game. Oh, my God, that's my AFC title game? Is the Bengals and Pats? Wow, man, what if? What if? <laughs> um. It'd be bandwagon of me to say the Pats. It'd be foolish of me to say the Bengals. Oh, man. I can't have a pats Bucks Super Bowl. I can't do that. They might not even get out of the first round. I'm going to go Bengals. I, I think the Bengals can can win if that was a, a matchup. And then Bucks bengals I'm going to go Bucks. Yeah, I got the Bucks back-to-back. No, I'm not a Tom Brady fanboy. All right. That is my Super Bowl bracket. For the 2021 NFL playoffs, I have the Bengals beating the Raiders, the Pats beating the Bills, the Chiefs beating the Steelers, the Rams beating the Cardinals, the 49ers beating the Cowboys, and the Buccaneers beating the Eagles all in the first round. And just to have a little bit of fun, I have the Pats beating the Titans, the Bengals beating the Chiefs, Packers beating the 49ers, Buccaneers beating the Rams, and then I have the Bucks beating the Packers in the NFC title game. I have the Bengals beating the Patriots in the AFC title game. And then at the end of the day, I have the Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl. So come on down to Murph's Car Town Sports Shop to fill out your NFL bracket before 4.30 tomorrow afternoon. All it costs is $5 a bracket. And the winner with a perfect bracket at the end of the playoffs will win 50% of the pot. 
I'm very excited for this weekend. I cannot wait to watch the Raiders Bengals. I think it's going to be an interesting game just right off the rip. And then you got the Patriots and Bills Saturday night. It's going to be super fun. I am very excited. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as we talked nothing but NFL playoff football. Yeah, I know we had that 30 seconds of, of Tuca talk at the beginning. But still, hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. Fill out your brackets here at Murph's Cartown Sports Shop. I want to know who you have winning, what games, and who you're picking in your perfect bracket. But like I said, 4.30 Saturday is when it closes because you can't fill out a bracket when the Bengals or the Raiders already won. Then you're going to get a free game. You can't do that. No, 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 no. Come to Murph's Cartown Sports Shop before 4.30 on Saturday. Fill out your perfect bracket. $5, like I mentioned. Winner gets 50% of the pot. I really hope to see you before then because I want to know who you have in your perfect bracket, like I mentioned. But that is going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining today's episode. I had a blast, and I hope you did as well. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, please enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. Drink a couple glasses of water here and there, honestly. Enjoy your beers. Enjoy your whatever you're drinking. Make sure you have some water. Don't make foolish mistakes because if the Patriots win, we will have a wild episode to talk about on Monday. And if they lose, we're obviously going to talk about that as well, the playoffs and you know the Patriots moving forward. But that is going to do it for this one. If you have any thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, please reach out to me via social media at Murph's Cartown. Any thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, if you're listening to this on YouTube, please drop them down in the comment section below. And I would love, love, love and appreciate if you liked this video, if you enjoyed it. Subscribe to the channel if you're new or have not considered subscribing by hitting that giant red subscribe button. And thank you so much to everyone for downloading, listening, and enjoying who are listening on audio-only platforms such as Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, anywhere where you can listen to your podcast, you can find Murph's Boston Sports Talk. But that's going to do it for this one. I will catch you in the next one, but between now and then, good luck to our New England Patriots. You guys know that I love you, and I will always, always see ya. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.